It seems to be more portal party action in Chapel Hill as another Tar Heel is on his way to a different university. We're going to talk about who is in these kids' ears telling them to make these decisions to go get some more quote-unquote playing time, more money, whatever it is. We'll talk about DeMarco Dunn, Elliot Cadeau, and just why, oh, why is staying where the grass could be, just need some water, is ultimately better. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. By the time they leave North Carolina, they're going to leave to be two of the best players to ever play in Carolina's history. I really believe that. That is from Hubert Davis when speaking on Dontrez Styles and DeMarco Dunn, who are both now in the transfer portal. Well, Dontrez committed to Georgetown, but nevertheless have left the university. This is Locked on ACC. I'm Candace Cooper. This is Kenton Gibbs. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're talking about the Tar Heels today. It's a portal party action. You know, it's a shame that we keep having to talk about the Tar Heels and the adjustment and the roster moves and all the things when it comes to this program. And it just feels like, yes, it's the nature of the beast, but there is more to the story, it seems, for Hubert Davis and the Heels. Kenton, let's get right into it. Let's get into it because I'm very interested to talk about this, this, uh, this idea that, you know, players sometimes don't pan out or things don't work out in the way that you want them to. I think almost every team right now is seeing that for a lot of players transferring and whatnot. I think that, um, you know, NC State is seeing that in terms of Isaiah Miranda transferring, despite being a top 50 player and whatnot. I think that uh, UNC is obviously seeing that with DeMarco Dunn and, and Don Trez both leaving. I, I think that it's very interesting. And I think that there needs, somebody needs to tell these players about the dichotomy of, Nine times out of ten, if you're going to a blue blood, you cannot be guaranteed um, 20 minutes a night your freshman year. That's not that's not reality, brother, because guess what? Before you, there was a five star that they told you're going to get 20 minutes a night at some point in time. Now, DeMarco is a junior, so he's a reclassified junior, all the things. Dontrez left because he wasn't getting no type of run, despite the fact that when he was going in, he was playing with some of the better guys who were getting started spots in front of him. DeMarco Dunn certainly is kind of the same thing. It's been rumored that if Hubert didn't recruit you, he ain't really for you. And I, I understand. I get it. Whatever. That's your prerogative. But at the same time, the lack of growth, it seems, from the guys that were currently on the roster, the non-development of some of these guys certainly, you know, remains to be seen or a good call out, I would say, for those that tend to, you know, have their feelings about North Carolina basketball. However, in this case, you mentioned grass isn't necessarily greener, bad people in their ear. At some point, we just have to have the honest conversation of I'd rather be a part of a big brand of North Carolina getting minimal minutes than try and be the star at a team that may not get the same national prowess, may not get the same, you know, attention as a North Carolina would. I just would, I, I don't know that I would do that because there are plenty of stars who have come off a of bench and gone on to do great things. Devin Booker, if you're listening. There are lots of different ways to success. There are lots of different paths. 
Yeah. There's the the Pat Bev path of going through, you know, you get you learn your Chinese, you get your Beijing. I'm mean, I'm sorry, you get your Mandarin correct, take some time over there with the Guangdong Tigers and then come on back. Yeah. Take some time over there in the Italian league, the Finnish league, the all the different leagues, and you come back and make something shake in the NBA. There's the Devin Booker route of you, you know, ride the pond at, at whatever school or not ride the pond because he was a six man there, but he was coming off the bench nonetheless. There, there's that route. There's the John Wall route of your immediate impact. Show up right away. Be one of the best. There's that route. Sure. There's lots of different routes to success. Yeah. But the matter, the matter of what we're looking at is everybody i feel like there are too many people who believe that there is that one way that that one one thing that's going to get them there that hey if i just get playing time if i just get get to this school i'm gonna get there hey if i just get my 15 shots a game i'm gonna get there break down the numbers for the league the odds are not on your side buddy Beyond that, it's like there's different ways to impact the game that scouts pay attention to, right? If you are the guy that goes in and disrupting, Lou Will has made, Lou Williams has made himself a great career at being a six man, changed the energy of the dynamic as an NBA player. There's different ways to be effective. You know, I'm about to call up so and so because he's going to be a great defensive guy. He's going to be a great leader when it comes to certain aspects of just hitting those shots. He's going to get to his mark. He's going to hit that three every single time. Danny Green, former Tar Heel, who, who literally went out of the league because we had Pop Coach Greg Popovich of the Spurs telling him he got figured out. Coach called Coach Roy Williams up and was like, "If this man doesn't figure out defense, he's in for a treat. He ain't gonna have much of a time." I think this is one of those situations where some of these guys are just gonna have to find out the hard way. Oh, absolutely, and we're seeing it in real time. We're seeing it in real time. In, in so many different ways, in so many different decisions, and this is not to just talk about NC State and UNC, and there, there's tons of schools that are all over the place that are seeing this. I mean, I've talked about them before on this show, and I'll talk about them again. Look at Josh Hall and Jalen LeCue. Josh Hall is now playing basketball in South Africa. <laughs> I am not kidding. That is where I mean, he is. Look, look at Boogie Cousins, who was one of the greats of the greats, a really good big, big man. A lot of the injuries took him away out of Kentucky. Like, I'm not not at Kentucky. A lot of injuries during his time in the league but, has taken him out of conversation. Yeah, but, but Boogie has had a, a long, prosperous career. He's had a double-digit uh, – he's had a decade-long career in the NBA. Most players, that will not be your story. Yeah. Go to a prestigious university. Get yourself a good degree. Be ready to do some work. If you happen to get in and drop 20 in a night in that meantime, in between time, great. Good for you. Most of y'all, that won't be your story. I honestly feel like, though, it's, start, it's starting to feel like AAU, right? As someone who works in the basketball space, like, it's giving, I didn't get enough starting time. My mom is on this court, and they're seeing us losing. Let's try something else. Or I see some guys coming behind me that coach is giving a little more privy to, and I'm annoyed by it. Let's go somewhere else. Like, it's always chasing the next thing, thinking the grass is somehow going to be more magnificent. When in reality, this is all the same thing. It's a coach. Five players on the court, it's running plays, it's getting it to the hoop. I think the player freedom of player movement is very similar to the freedom of coach movement. Yeah. You will always have your mistakes. You will have your people who do it right. You just got to live with what it is. But there's a I, lot, isn't, don't you feel like it's a lot more costly if you're talking about freedom of player movement versus freedom of coach movement? Like to me, it's a lot more costly as a player 
because someone's looking at why are you moving so much? It, at some point, it's got to be you, right? Like, what is the big issue? Of course, there's always everyone's story where coaches move in, you know, familial things happen, all of the like. But at some point, you on your third team, big dog. What's up? But here's why I say with both, you just ha- kind of have to accept that that's the reality and that's what happens. And and in terms of like how costly is it? So as a player, you will incur more costs with everything. The risk of you going out on the court as a player is extremely, it's exponentially higher than the, p- the potential that a coach is going to get something bad happen to them to stop them from doing their job while they're out on the recruiting trailer, while they're in practice and running the drills and all that. It's It's just not... You know, it's there's always more risk on the player side um, because you're building your career up in a way that the coach is already there. If you're a coach in the ACC, you're at one of the highest levels in all of basketball, like uh, not just nationally, worldwide. How many bigger stages are there if you want to get an a, a audition for going to the NBA as a head coach or as the assistant coach or whatever the case may be? So I'm I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself. What can we do about this? And honestly, I think you just have to let it rock. You just have to let it rock, let it cook. Because after a certain point in time, there will be enough longstanding lingering effects. There will be enough of, hey, we have the information here for you. This is how likely you are to make it to the NFL, the NBA, um, the MLB if you transfer once. This is how likely it is if you transfer twice. This is how likely it is if you transfer three times. That's real. Because don't get me wrong. There are plenty of players that transfer into better situations. And no disrespect. I know Wolfpack fans are going to get mad at me for this one. Russell Wilson. You've got your folks. I'll talk about a guy who transferred into NC State, Jacoby Brissett. You've got your folks in that line. I'll talk about a guy who stayed at UNC, Drake May. You've got situations where different players, they transfer, they come, they go, they leave, they stay. It works out, it doesn't. Either way, you cut it. Either way you slice it, if it works out for that player, if they get to put on the show and do what they love at a high level, good for them. I don't think that there's any way to stop this other than to let there be longstanding effects of this and simply see, hey, players, this is what it's like. Hey, handlers of these players, parents of these players, AU coaches of these players, whoever is the Houdini Brown rubbing their shoulder saying, you're the greatest champ. You're going to go out there and give them 40, 10, and 10, champ. Whoever that person is, I want it to be understood and known that, hey, this is what the statistics say about if your kid has to reclassify backwards. This is what the statistics say about your kid having transfer. Well, speaking of reclassification, we'll talk about whether or not DeMarco's departure was from a, you know, tip, a hint or something about Elliot Cadeau's decision to maybe reclassify. But first, looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the sugar and calories and you need to go to the best protein bar ever. It's built. You got to try this healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You won't think that they're good for you. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's and what's even better is they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get specialty flavors at Built.com. So hit up Sam's Club, Walmart, or Built.com for your specialty flavors today. We're talking through DeMarco Dunn's decision to transfer from North Carolina, a big decision as 
you know, the roster movement for North Carolina has been huge. You had Puff, the Magic Dragon, just kidding, Puff Johnson, Dontrez Styles. You had your boy who's going to Hawaii, Justin McCoy, lead this bad boy. You had DeMarco Dunn here now. It's just a, seems like an ever-evolving door. Oh, and I forgot about the biggest one, Caleb Love, going to Michigan. So what does the roster look like? Could Elliot Cadeau reclassify? Will that even be a good thing for the Tar Heels, considering we're trying to make this RJ's team now or Seth Trimble's team? I don't know, but here we are. Classification. Do you think it's worth it if you're Elliot? Um, for him, <laughs> you mm, just don't. You don't like classification, reclassification. Let's, I maybe, mean, I mean, I, I, it is. What are I, you rushing to? <laughs> I, I could, I, I get it. I could see it if you believe in yourself and you think like, hey, I'm ready to take this next step up to the next level because. Basketball is very different in nature than football, right? Mm-hmm. Um, football players, it's a reason you don't hear about football players reclassifying up. It's a very 17-year-olds and 16-year-olds do not need to be on the field. With, I was about to say, is that even yeah. like physically pot, like good? Like that can't be. It, it shouldn't, should never happen. Should mm-hmm. never happen. With that being said, basketball is very different, much more skill-based, much, much less physical. Um, I mean, I could see, I could see both sides of the argument. I could see uh, Elliot coming in and, and being a huge playmaker for them right away. And I could also see a situation where he's like, actually, I'm going to let y'all get whatever y'all got going on right now. Sort it out. Fix that. Hello. Wild, wildly <laughs> gestures at the program. Fix that. Or else <laughs> I might not even come through there. If I feel like y'all coach see this hottest fizz grease when I get there, why would I, why would I do that? What, because what it's North Carolina. That? Like that's what it's starting to ick irk me a little bit because it's like if Duke were having these issues I feel like people would still be like well, I mean it's still Duke basketball it's still North Carolina basketball Kansas the guy what is it Uday just transferred into his name of the quarter after Hunter Dickinson decided he's taking his talents there it's like it's still Kansas basketball right it's still Kentucky basketball as much as we're shifting the perspective of blue bloods like I'm not walking away from a North Carolina or I'm running to a North Carolina reclassifying and I'm not going to sort this thing out because, hey, at the end of the day, we're going to be on ESPN 1. Good for you. <laughs> great, great for you. I'm glad that you appreciate the brand and all that good stuff. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I mean, <laughs> objectively, it just doesn't. Kansas, they win the uh, the Big 12 championship like darn near every year. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a two-year stretch where they didn't win the regular season or tournament championship. For the Big 12. Uh, so it makes makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. With all due respect, it doesn't matter if you're the blue blood of all blue bloods or if you're middle of nowheresville team. If you can give these players what they want, which is an opportunity to go out there, put on the show, do what they do at a high level, that's what they're going to want. It doesn't well, matter if you're yeah. on ESPN every night if you're getting the wheels whooped off you. What is it? Oh, mean, we're on ESPN one, but we're a 500 team. We're in the NIT. We're going to turn down the invite, but we were on ESPN one before we got there. Who cares? I hear you. But Cole Anthony sat there with a terrible team that won what 13 games and he found himself in the league. So like, eh, I don't know. Oh yeah. Because everybody, what, what is not that name sounds so familiar. <laughs> Cole Anthony, Anthony, that last name sounds familiar. Who's his dad? Who's his dad? Cole Anthony senior. Cole Anthony Senior, I, mm, I could have swore it was some basketball player, like Greg or something like that. It's not, Greg, does that sound familiar? What does Greg do for a living these days? What, what does, does that matter? What does that have to do with anything? 
his dad is very much so still entrenched in the NBA circles. We have seen plenty of players get in off a handshake to the right person, get in off of this person knows this person and that type of nonsense. So you're saying that Cole Anthony should have got shouldn't have gotten to the league? I didn't say that. I'm just saying it's a very different ball game when your last name is one of those that's like when you're you have NBA pedigree in your bloodline. That's it's a very different situation. So if Cadell were to go here in here next season, they Armando Bacot finds a jumper. They have themselves a nice little time. Get a decent run enough. He you think he immediately is like, all right, my one and done. See you later. Bye. Yeah, for sure. As he should. As he should. If he is the point guard or if he is the uh, main ball handler, or even if he's off ball, even if he's just an amazing, you give him the ball, he's a walking bucket and he's clamps defensively. And he goes on to lead this team to a very good season. Why would he come back? What would he have to gain? Fair enough. Honestly, this is an aside, but I stumbled onto his mom's Twitter today. Great follow. And I'm not even that type, but his mom is hilarious. Like she gives it right back to it. As she gets it, she gives it right back. And I thoroughly enjoy that. I do not associate <laughs> with, follow, look at any of these parents, mama, sister, it came up, you know, the, you know, like the four of you on Twitter now, like you yeah, get like yeah. that stuff. Like it came Thanks, up. Thanks, Elon. Like, we appreciate it. We love the four you. We love it. <laughs> We love it. I it's actually like idea. it. You don't I like it. I hate it. I hate it. It's really? terrible. It's terrible. Every time I see somebody on my For You page, I'm probably blocking. Like, there's those tweets are just like, oh, no, I don't want to see this. Block. Go on to my next thing. Seriously? I yeah. may be by myself, but, like, I'm one of the only ones, like, I actually think this is funny. Thank you for showing me what I actually enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's it's I, I'm going to tell you this. It's gotten me to use Twitter a lot less, and definitely the For You tab never is, is active on my Twitter. It's just not there. I don't even know how to take it off because I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So there's that. You can't. You can't take it off. You you can swipe over to just who you're following, but you can't take it off altogether. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, if you guys want to see if Elliot Cadeau reclassifies, his mom could break the news and go viral. So I'm just just letting you know. Just make sure you guys follow that. And she's like this nice Swedish lady. It's just, it's fun to me. Anyway, say all that to say, grass may not be greener. Who knows if this boy's going to reclassify? At the end of the day, Cuber is in the water in the hot. It's it's getting a little bubbly. It's boiling a little bit. I don't know. Well, and again, why if you're a player, why would you reclassify the run of that, especially with new laws being introduced around the country that you can make money with NIL in, in high school? Why would and you? North Carolina would be one of them, but he's not going to be in North Carolina high school because he plays the high school in basketball in Missouri. Either way that goes, I just, you know, Hubert, he's bringing them in, but can he retain them? I mean, hey, you got a, two it's a, years. It's a it. I I don't know. I'm not close to that situation. Give so me I'm a hot gonna... take. Stop Listen, it. You do I don't, it all the time. I don't say things just to say things that I'm not like any type of sure. About. Trust me. When I talk about, hey, this coach is about to be fired. Somebody that is associated with that team or close to that team has told me, yes, that man see this hottest fish grease. He is he is a bad season away. Like, if he has one bad season, he's out. I have not heard. I have not uh, sought out here. But, again, I, I if I'm a player. Ladies ladies and gentlemen, this is the same guy who tells me that Dino Babers is getting fired every other day. But here I am. And why do you think I tell you that? <laughs> I just told you my parameters for saying, hey, this coach is probably not going to be around very long. Yeah, Anywho, yeah. with that being said, 
I all I'm saying is if I'm Elliot, I'm not running down that hill to go to a team that is um, objectively like one. I I don't know. I I don't see a team that I'm like, oh, this I'm the missing piece. I could be the missing piece to make this team a national champion. I could be the I missing mean, piece to make this team greatness. How not? Armando Baycott still, you say, is one of the yeah. best college. He's a double double machine. Yeah, he is. He is for sure. You say R.J. Davis is a halfway decent guard. No. No. Mm. I think that R.J. Know. Davis is very man. He's very man. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. If it wasn't for that free throw line, uh, uh. Well, Tony brings up a good point, though. What is Simeon Wilcher thinking about all of this? If Elliot reclassifies, then I think it will mess up everything for UNC. It's not just a, it's just not a good look for Carolina. UNC is overloaded at the one and two spot. Agreed. Because where are my shooters at? Where are my Wayne Ellingtons of the world? I mean, listen. Where's again, my I, Danny Greens of the world? Where's my Reggie Bullocks of the world? Where are my PJ Harrisons of the world? Like, give me somebody that can shoot the rock at the corner every single time and twice on Sunday. More, more power to them. But again, at the end of the day, I look at all of these players and say, hey, do what's best for you because these universities are going to do what's best for them. Just have people in your ear. Have the right people in your ear. Are don't they doing have, what's best for them? I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. Don't just have mom and pop in your ear because mom and pop love you and think that you're the greatest thing to ever exist. Mom and pop are like, oh, my baby, they got to put two people on him every time. to stop." No, they don't. Not in college. <laughs> they don't have to do that. Your son is mad. Your son is very mad. Let's let's knock that off. But yeah. it is what it is. Get the right people in your ear. Get an objective evaluation. I love it when players, I love it when the NBA allow players to go into the draft, get feedback, and then come back if they didn't retain an agent because I am sold on that. I am very sold on these. The, the people who are evaluating you for the NBA have no reason to lie to you, brother. They have no reason to lie to you. They have no reason to tell you, oh, man, your jump shot, the wettest jumper I've never seen. Oh, that thing tickled the twine like nobody's seen. Oh, man, you the best big. You could grab every rebound. You averaged three rebounds a game last year, brother. That's not you. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> Did Jeremy so, get his evaluation yet? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, is he still hey, in? Is he still, is he still in the draft? Is that a thing? Is he? Ooh. And for those of us who don't know, we're talking about Jeremy Roach, who we basically said he was going to just get an evaluation, come right on back. Come right on back. Come right on come back. Come right on back. Stop playing. Over there at Duke. Yeah, uh, 100%. But, I mean, look, the landscape of what college basketball is is spicy, but I just never thought it would be UNC with all this drama. But see, is it here's, me? Here's Am the I the drama? Here's, here's the problem. And here's and it's not just a Candace problem. It's not just a UNC problem. So I don't want anybody to hear this and say, oh, it's Candace. he hates it. It's UNC. And that's why he's doing it. People are not understanding. Blue bloods in college don't mean what they used to. Sure. When you had to go to a college and stick around for three years, it was different. When you had to go to a college and, and you were going to be there, didn't matter how good you were for a certain amount of time, it meant something different. It meant I'm going to be coached by this elite coach for three, four years, potentially. That's what that meant. Now it's just like, ooh, I got this cool brand behind me for a year. I'm not coming back to get my degree. I'm not actually coming back to this campus ever, besides if there's a huge game or something like that, or when my coach retires, if he's an all-time great, I'll be back. But other than that, you're not going to see me. Blue blood doesn't matter anymore. Well, I think – go ahead. What matters matters is can you win in the living room? Can these coaches go to the best players and convince them, hey, 
I love your university enough to spend my year or two there. That's what matters. Well, like you always talk about the Jimmys and the Joes, because it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Jimmys and the Joes. I think now you need to have some solid Jimmys and Joes who stick around because they know there is no big time league for them necessarily. There's no lottery pick for them. There's no hear your name first type of time. And then you bring in Elliot Cadell. You tell him to come in, shake some things up, and you have a solid core group that can help elevate his game. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Be good role players. If you got Gladys, you just need some good damn pips. That's what you need right now in college basketball. If you have some strong veteran leaders who've been in NCAA tournaments, who understand what it's like to be in those type of environments, who can win and not be frustrated and all the things, you're set if you have a great, you know, freshman guard, sophomore guard who can come in and make some noise. Uh, the problem is I, I think that too many players think they're Gladys. I think yeah. enough people are just happy hitting their little shoe up and – you know, come on. They're not. They're not happy with that. They they need to be the lead singer. They need to be. I'm taking that midnight train to Georgia. That ain't you. That's not you. That's not you. You supposed to be the person in the back saying, "Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa." That's you. That's you for a lot of these players. But if you, you know? think about it, we uh, we thoroughly enjoy the background who has a solid eight count. I thoroughly enjoy people who know the fundamentals of the game. They're going to give you a solid, you know, 10 every time. And they make sure that they rebound the hell out of that. They're offensive rebound and defensive rebound, all the things. Maybe they have a little spice every now and then, cause some turnovers and some ruckus. But overall, they in, they in rhythm. They in step. They know how to kick, you know, the rock when necessary. That's what you need on a team if you have one to two superstars. For sure. Right now, there's too many egos. For sure. But again, it, it's the nature of basketball that you're naturally going to see that. In, in in almost every other sport, you know that you're not the guy, right? <laughs> in baseball, if you're a first baseman, you know that like, I'm not, they're not coming to see me commit amazing fielding plays. Like they're not coming to see that. You're not. If you're an offensive lineman or defensive lineman, not talking about you, especially an interior defensive lineman, you know that like, hey, I got some pass rush juice. I can do my thing on the inside. People are not coming to see me rush the passer. I have to stop the run and then have my fun. If you're an offensive lineman, you know people aren't coming to see you, Otis. They're not coming to see you. you Matthew Bergeron, they're coming to see Sean Tucker. I get it. Okay, exactly. I see the vision. I exactly. See the vision. Okay. exactly. Okay. But, but in basketball, everybody thinks, because you know you got somebody at your position, you go, hey, they're coming to see me. I'm big Shaq <laughs> Diesel in the paint. Hey, they they coming to see me. I'm Moses Malone in the paint. Well, most of these kids don't know who Moses Malone is, but that's neither here nor there. Everybody they, at the king. I'm I'm LeBron James at the three. I'm James Harden at the two. I'm Steph Curry at the one. Everybody can imagine that, but that's realistically not who y'all are. All yeah. you all are not all that. You all are not all that. And that's A lot of y'all are not one of ones. Okay. Exactly. You're one of fifty. And, and if you, you and if you learn to accept that. If you learn to accept that being one of 50 is actually amazing. Yeah. If you really think about it, being one of 50 in college basketball, you're amazing. If you're on the right team, you can go ahead and be uh, a potential Naismith uh, player of the year candidate or, or hear me out, you can be the second best player on the national championship team. True. I wish DeMarco would have stuck beside it. But I think that beyond DeMarco, I really wish Don Trez would have stuck beside it. But any of these guys would have just seen how it all plays out because in the day, Stephen Curry wasn't necessarily Stephen Curry before he got his four championships, right? Like he had been on the Warriors for a minute. Him and Clay finally got the juices at certain 
you know, stars align for them. You look at the Sacramento Kings. A lot of those guys just needed to be a part of a new organization and run together, bringing up De'Aaron Fox and uh, Malik Monk. But can I tell you, Steph Curry is the greatest example of why blue bloods don't matter because Steph has a brother named Seth. Where does Seth go? You know what? Where does Steph go? You ought to be shamed. Am I, I'm I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell it doesn't matter if you go to a blue blood, if you go to the block S, if you go to uh if you go to the the community college of Willacoochee, Georgia, if you can ball, if you have game and you find your way onto a roster, you can be in a mid-major. If you can do it, you can do it. Period. But I think it's like, it's a cyclical thing, right? If you can do it, you can do it. You can find yourself at home. Like DeMarco Dunn can find himself at UNCW, but is he going to be a superstar? If he was a good role player at UNC, like who do you, what makes you say, okay, I really want him to take his shot at the league? I mean, and again, but and here's the other part of it. Like I just said, the league ain't for everybody. The league ain't for everybody. With all due respect, and I, I, I mean this very respectfully, very respectfully. Some players, <laughs> you're meant to be, your ceiling is a really good college player. And then you go get your degree, and then you update that LinkedIn, and you go get yourself a job. <laughs> the ceiling that's, isn't the roof. And LinkedIn has laid out some people, so they, you know, they, they struggling as well. But listen, um, listen. <laughs> it's hard out here. Right. It's hard out here to get a starting job. In I work college. in talent acquisition. You ain't got to tell me how hard the job market is. You ain't got to tell me. I know. It is hard out here to get a starting job. It's hard out here to get meaningful minutes in college basketball. But, like, at some point, you just got to water it where you're at. Like, I yeah, think that's the yeah. resounding theme of where, what I'm taking away from this episode. What did, Macy Gray say? what did Macy Gray say in that, uh, in that As Told by Ginger theme song? Someone once told me the grass is much greener. Where was it at? On the other side. But when she took a visit. She must have missed it. It was different, but exactly the same. That's the point. That's the point here, folks. I mean, again, I hope that these players are making the best decision for them. For some of them, hey, maybe you don't like Kentucky bluegrass. Maybe you like crabgrass. Maybe that's the grass you like. Who knows? Maybe that's your thing. Go Mm -hmm. for it. Go where you love, go where you're appreciated. But all I'm saying is I hope that they have good counsel, which I've said a thousand times, and you'll hear me say it a thousand more as long as I talk about college sports, because there are these players who I know your people didn't love you when they told you you you're hey, go somewhere else. You don't need to be there. You're better than that. No, your boy is not. Your daughter is not. That's they are exactly where they need to be. Well, we'll see more so how it all pans out for DeMarco, where where he will end up and whether or not Elliott will reclassify. These are going to be fun times here for us at Locked on ACC because the offseason clearly is where the party is at, especially in that portal. So for Candace Cooper and Kendon Gibbs, make sure you come back, subscribe to the channel, let us know what you think, leave some comments, and more importantly than that, follow us on Twitter at Locked on ACC and listen to us in the audio space, leave five stars because you know we're worth it. And or Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs until next time.